you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, and this is your Western Conference Finals preview between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. We'll give you where we think the series is going, interesting angles, what to watch out for, props, how to bet the series game by game, things to look out for, what we think the totals are going to look like, all sorts of stuff. And everything we talk about can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. My Western Conference preview should be going up in the app shortly. It'll have lots more information, some of which I'll reference today, some of which we won't. want to let you know that you should leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you could tell us why you like the show and tell us who your favorite analyst here at Buckets between so many great ones we got, including the two I'm going to introduce you to in just a second, we're going to select a half dozen of our favorites, and the winner gets their choice of an Action Network merch from our online store, or even more valuable, a year pro subscription on the award-winning Action Network app. So again, just leave us a five-star review on Apple. Tell us why you like the show and who your favorite analyst is. It doesn't have to be me. I'm not going to be hurt if it's not me. I'll be a little hurt if it's not me, but it's fine. It's fine. Jay Money, Joe Delera, or... One of the two we got coming up, Albert Wynn, the analytics capper, Brandon Anderson, NBA futures analyst. Do that, and you'll receive either Action Network merch from the online store or a year pro subscription on the award-winning Action Network app. All right, as I mentioned, join me on today's show, Albert Wynn, the analytics capper. You can follow him on Twitter, at analytics capper, and NBA futures analyst, Brandon Anderson. You can follow AC on Twitter, at analytics capper. Brandon's on Twitter, at Wheaton Brando. Fellas, glad to have you on board. Lakers, Nuggets, this is a fascinating series. We have the number one seed in the Western Conference taking on the number seven seed in the Western Conference. History says one thing. This season says another. The basketball is complicated. We got a lot to get to. Let's start by giving out our series best bets. I want to talk about where our series best bets are, and then we'll work backwards. We'll do the cap on it. Brandon, let's start with you. What are your series bets? For Lakers Nuggets. 
Yeah, I wanted to get complicated here, and I tried. I tried to find complicated bets. Just going to take the Nuggets. Just give me the Denver Nuggets to win the series. Minus 145. It's boring, but I will explain why I'm there. And then the one other slight complicated one at our sponsor, FanDuel. You can bet Denver to win the series and Jamal Murray to score 25 points a game at plus 210. I think I like that one actually a little bit better. We'll get into why. AC, what do you like in this series? Yeah, I'm going to align with Brandon there. I'm surprised he didn't choose uh, Nuggets to win game one and Nuggets to win series. He likes those type of bets. Um, but I, I think Denver is is too much for the Lakers. Completely different team as uh, compared to the Warriors here. Uh, they have, you know, arguably the best player on the court and Nikola Jokic. I like Denver Nuggets on the series. We'll get into uh, some of my angles later, but uh, I do like a, a potential Lakers spot after game one. Let's make it three for three and just doom the Nuggets. Uh, I'm going to take the Nuggets (laughs) series spread minus one and a half plus 154. We'll get into why I like that the most. Let's start on the market side. So this is like an interesting market, I think, to look at. Because typically, if you had a number one seed versus an eight, uh, seven seed here, this would be a lot heavier of a line, even the conference finals. Like, look on the other side of the bracket where the the Celtics are like a minus 7,000 favorite versus the Miami (laughs) Heat. Uh, a team that, you know, was in the conference finals last year, right? But instead, we have the Nuggets minus 155 at FanDuel, plus 130 for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I want to go ahead and give my best bet cap real quick on this and the reason I like the number, and then we'll get into the basketball stuff, Brandon. There's a lot of uh, – this is this is where I think a lot of the analysis on the NBA gets to, is you like a side, you think one team's going to win, and so you go like, but I don't want to seem like I'm too, like I'm so confident in them. So I'm going to say nuggets and seven. Okay. That's a bullshit cap. Like just telling you right now, anyone that does that, this is what they're actually telling you. This is a coin flip series. And I'm going to take the team that that's, that's home because they win most of the time at home. That doesn't actually mean you think that one team's actually better. It means that, well, I think it'll probably be a coin flip. And then one team is a little bit more likely than the other to win at home. What what is that? Like what what is that? Right? Like not every team is facing Joel Embiid in a what in, in a conference finals game. Like what are you doing? So my question here, I, I like minus one and a half at a plus number here. And this is for the reason is because if you think the Nuggets are better, they are more likely to win in six than they are in seven. Otherwise, what you really should do is you should just play the Lakers on the money line plus one thirty. If you think it's gonna go seven. Play the Lakers in money line plus 130, and you will still have a hedge opportunity if you are really shook at the end to be able to get the end. You could via the Mitchell rule, you can go ahead and you can lay the lay the points with the Nuggets. Because if it's a game seven in Denver, I can guarantee you the Nuggets will be less of a favorite than they are in game one. You can also check out the game one cap in this episode. Um, so I want to kind of like get into the, the thinking of why I think that that's important from a do not, I, I do not think that there's, that when people are like, you know, there's so many analysts, I'm looking at the ESPN predictions, like, well, I'll just take Nuggets and seven. Okay, do you think they're better or not? Because if you think that they're better, you should probably be taking them in six. But if you don't, then you should, like, this is the difference between, like, ESPN predictions and a betting perspective. You should just take the the, the Lakers at plus 130, because at that point, you're getting too good of a value versus the implied. Am I crazy here, Brandon? No, I think you're right. I would even go a little further, actually. I think if you're picking the Nuggets in seven, you're actually telling us you kind of think the Lakers might be better, but you're picking the Nuggets because they get game seven. Like you're picking the underdog to get three out of six 
But then game seven, we know how game sevens go. That's the game seven rule. But like you've chosen the underdog team to be not the underdog, but dead even with the favorite. So I, I think picking nuggets in seven is not even really acknowledging a coin flip. I think you're actually saying, I actually think the Lakers are head to head here, which is fine. You can say that. Just know what you're saying. I tried, like I said, I wanted to get complicated here. I tried to figure out, okay, I like the I like the Nuggets better, but where's the angle? And I wanted to do, like, I, I considered this math. I considered my bet being, my for, for, a, for a brief moment in time this weekend, my best bet for this episode was going to be, enjoy this, Nuggets in five, Lakers in six parlayed together. That was going to be my bet that we'd get both of those, both sides. I actually think that maybe the most likely outcome for this series is it isn't as close as it's hard to, to figure out. Like I, I think after two games, we might actually feel pretty good about where we know where the series is headed based on what we've seen. We just don't necessarily know right now where we got the mystique and we have the bubble and we have all the matchup stuff. I wonder if, Either Denver will have proven, okay, yeah, we're just the better team. We're the one seed. You're the seven seed. That's that. Or the Lakers will do the Lakers thing and all the things we're worrying about will be true. And that's that. And then I think we get that result. So I think you're right. I think Nuggets in seven is kind of the cop-out answer and is telling you telling us very little about your confidence in Denver. AC, do you agree with the, the, this stuff? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. If if you like the Nuggets and you want like a cheaper price, I would look into like a Jokic Western Conference MVP. You yeah. get like 10 to 15 cents cheaper um, on your bet there. But but another thing I'll say, if it gets to game seven, guys, I would say the Lakers would be one of my more confident bets. Um, I, I, I just think that's uh, at that point, narrative wise, NBA wise, in a game seven with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and all that experience, I, I actually, I, I would side with the road team there. Um, so I, I would think that if the Nuggets are going to win, or if you like the Nuggets side, which all three of us do, do it in, you know, less than six games. Nuggets in six or Nuggets in five. I think those are good spots. I emphatically disagree with you. Um, based off the fact <laughs> I, do, that, I do too. <laughs> based off the fact that if we, if like, if it's close, who's the better team, AC? Like, who's the better team? If we know that the Lakers aren't better than Denver, they haven't won the series in six or less. If we know it's it's close, who's the better team? No, I, I agree that Denver is the better team. That's I agree with that premise. I would say game seven, I, I think that the skill of the team is kind of thrown out the window a little bit, right? There's so but then we've got so the much... fact that then but then we've got the home court advantage historically throughout the NBA. Yeah. Throughout the no, so this is so you're touching on something I want to get into here before we do the most important thing. This series is about the narrative of NBA history versus the basketball side. History says the Lakers are going to win the series. The, the Nuggets have never beaten the Lakers in a playoff series. Never. LeBron James. LeBron James. There was an analyst on a four-letter network that said, you think that they're going to lose to the Nuggets? That was a thing that was said on a League Partners podcast by a writer I respect very much. Like the narrative concept says the Lakers win this series. The basketball side says, get the fuck out of here. The Denver Nuggets are way better. Like they're way, the, the Lakers can be better than the Warriors and better than the seed and better than people give them credit for and way, all that. 
and still be way better. They have the best player player theoretically. I'm, in this I'm also I'm yeah. also projecting though, Matt, because if we get to Game Seven, that right. means the Lakers have won three of the first six games. I think sure. the the better argument there would be subsided because I think it'd be a, more of a coin flip. So in a coin flip situation. Uh, I think the safer money would be on LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, look, anytime that you've got, like, we know that role players got to make shots in game seven. Anytime that you can take D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder um, in a game seven environment in the biggest clutch moment, that's definitely, especially in Anthony Davis, dude, that's definitely what you want to do. Um, look, I think the Lakers can win this series. It's not that I don't think that they can win this series. I think trying to find the value, and it's really interesting. Let's do the most important thing. Brandon, what do you think is the most important thing in this series? So I don't have a great one here, but I'm going to go with this most important thing is that Denver has home court real, real stunning analysis by me. I know. (laughs) So let me explain what I mean by that. And it kind of gets into what both of you have just been saying and and lets me respond a little bit to both sides. So last series, I, I got wrong last series with the Lakers. I got that one totally wrong. The Warriors got the win in particular, the thing that I got wrong that the Lakers is going to stick win. with the me. Lake, the Lakers got the win. You, you were so wrong. You just, you said the Warriors got the win. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, I have, I have, a, I have my mind told, you know, I, I have to believe what I have to believe, Matt. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what I said in the series, Matt, you and I, you and I both took Warriors, but yep. the thing we disagreed on is you thought shorter series. I thought longer series. And the reason for that, that's not me victory lapping. We both got it wrong. I thought the Warriors would win late in the series because on the every two days thing and having a home game of seven, that's where I thought it was going to really matter. That didn't happen, but I still think that we're in a similar spot here with Denver. And now we're in the elevation and a team that I think is even better at home this year than the Warriors as good as they were at home. Mm-hmm. And so the home road split thing, I think matters a lot, especially because again, the the Lakers, Anthony Davis and LeBron are just putting on huge miles. And I don't think, it's any analysis at all to say LeBron does not look like the old LeBron that he has been. You can decide, is that the age or is it the foot? It's some combination. It's both of the things. I don't know how much. I don't. Maybe LeBron knows how much. That's it. And maybe the LeBron of foot doctors. Those are the only two people that know how much it is. But regardless, the numbers tell us this is LeBron's worst playoffs that he's ever had before. That's not slander. He is incredible. He's been amazing all the playoffs. The numbers still say that the version, uh, the the hagiography hagi- LeBron we talk about, it's not there right now. Maybe he can pull on it for a quarter or for an occasional uh, game six in the close. He's great. He's still great. He's still a great player. But that LeBron we talk about, the MJ version of LeBron we talk about, I said it, it's not there right now. Anthony Davis has had he's, all the injury history, all those things like that. The longer the series goes, the harder it gets. So home game seven matters a lot. I specifically chose Denver series, not the other versions, not the minus one and a half. Matt, I think you actually should go to minus two and a half if you really like Denver, because again, home court game five versus road game six. I didn't choose those because the more analysis I did, the closer I actually thought the series might be, the less I thought the gap between these teams actually is in basketball, not just narrative, and I want the game seven. That said, I'm worried about game one. And AC, you said you expected me to come out with Denver game one, Laker, Denver game one and the series. Game one to me is actually a pivot point for Denver. And it is the spot where I worry most about them winning the series because of what we've seen 
from the Lakers game one, the last two series. And it's the one spot that all the rest stuff I just said, it's the one spot, all that's out the window. The Lakers, I think are going to know we come in, we punch them in the mouth physically. We show them a different version of defense than they've seen for a month of basketball. We steal this one and oh baby, we're right there. We have a chance. So to me, I'm tiptoeing a little bit into the series because I don't feel confident about game one. The longer it goes, the better I'll feel about Denver. Game seven, I'll feel great about Denver. I'll take them right now. Game one, despite it being at home, because home court's so important to me, the fact that I don't love Denver in that spot makes me a little tepid on the series overall. If you want to bet the Lakers, plus 280 Lakers game one, Lakers series is the bet. That's my opinion. Is like the is that if you want to bet the Lakers, that is the bet to make. Like, if they take game one, the series tilts dramatically, not just in terms of the historical percentages, but because it means that the Lakers have done the exact same thing that they've done the first two rounds steal game one on the road, they'll back off in game two, they'll dominate at home in three, maybe four, and then have a chance to just win one more game and then they're good. And then on the other side of it is, like their percentages go, I think, way down. If Denver's able to to maintain whole, like they just win their home games, they win the series, like Brandon said. Um, so like I think if you like the Lakers, you should absolutely be on Lakers game one plus two eighty. Um, I'm curious, AC. Let's go ahead and get to this, and then we can do your most important thing. What do you think about the game one impacts on this, and what's your actual Lakers counterplay? Yeah, I, th- I think we have a lot of disagreement today, which is great, right? That's the whole point of these type of podcasts. But I'd say. Um, because the Lakers won game one in the first series against Memphis, they won game one in the second series against Golden State. Uh, I'm a contrarian better at, at heart. I'm, I like to buck the trend. I, I like the, 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 the Lakers. Again, I guess my way of saying it is games one and two to me is like a, a collection. It's like a partnership. So to me, it doesn't matter if they win one or two, as long as they get one of them. And in my opinion, I think then game one is just way more meaningful for Denver. It's their first conference finals in Denver in, in a really, really long time. I think that type of energy, they've been at home waiting for the Lakers. I think from an emotional standpoint, the Lakers coming off a, a really nice win against Golden State and the whole LeBron, Steph narrative and all that was very, very overblown. But I think a lot of the young players are going to read into it. So I think, in my opinion, I think the Nuggets are going to come out really, really strong in game one. And that's when you have the opportunity to jump into the Lakers. Whether you want them to win a series, you'll get a really, really nice number there. Or Lakers plus one and a half would probably be around plus 100 or minus 110, something like that. So uh, in my opinion, I mean, it's going to be one of my best bets later, but I like Denver game one. And then after that is when you'll find opportunities to back the Lakers. And I again, another disagreement here, I think as a lo- the longer the series goes, I think that's when the experience part comes in because I'm sure the age and the fatigue and the elevation, all that plays a part. But I think LeBron and even Anthony Davis to a lesser extent now has gone to the point where they are uh, really, really savvy on when they conserve energy within a game. And I think um, LeBron and and AD as as the series goes on, they're only going to get better. Whereas the Nuggets who are going to be pressing, who's going to be running, and really going to try to, you know, shoot threes down your throat, I think they're going to be the more fatigued team towards the end. Mm, I disagree entirely with that. I have no idea where you're getting that from. Like, one, uh, you want you want to take a, the Lakers longer in a series where there's higher, there's more opportunities for Anthony Davis to get hurt? 
I mean, I can't handicap health, yeah. right? I mean, I can't handicap health. I mean, I know if it whoa, goes whoa, to game whoa, seven. Whoa. We, don't, we can't handicap help with like Aaron Gordon. We can't handicap help with Dennis Schroeder. Sure. We can't handicap help with, we can handicap a little bit with this one particular person. I, I know this goes longer. If it goes six or seven games, that means the Lakers are playing well. And that just gonna, yeah. that's really but just going to build my confidence. I, I agree. But here, here's one problem with that though. The Lakers have managed their, their, you're right that they've managed their effort a lot in this, in these playoffs, AC, when they've been on script. Steal game one, give up in game two. No worries. We're going to downshift. Three, we get up for it. Four is tight. Downshift in game five. Back up in game six at home. You get them behind in a series, and that alters it, right? If it's 2-0, Nuggets, that changes dramatically the, the indication of it. You're right they could steal game two. Maybe that's like the twist here is Denver takes game one emotion and then the letdown game is game two and that's when the lakers hit them with like a higher level of energy and then they just like they push two three four and they win three straight can the lakers win three straight versus denver it's a lot to ask that's a lot to ask can they win three of four versus denver it's a lot to ask honestly but like i could see it happening again like the narrative i i understand all you're saying about like with like the legend of lebron like Again, if you want to bet the narrative, the narrative is you should just bet the Lakers because, like, the Lakers win these games. The Lakers, if you just bet the Lakers blind every single season, you'd be up since 2000. It's my favorite NBA betting stat. <laughs> if you just bet the Lakers in preseason blind, you would still be up money. They had the, the worst five-year stretch in franchise history. You'd still be up. Like, his, the arc of history bends towards the Lakers. I will say one thing that's significant about, like, when we talk about the history, because I actually looked at this. Did you know that LeBron actually hasn't been a dog that often? Like, that sounds obvious because it's like it's LeBron, but I would have thought that from Cleveland all the way through, there would have been more series where he was an underdog. And instead, when I actually looked it up, 2018 Raptors Conference Semifinals. (laughs) 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 Yeah, he was a dog in that series. The Warriors in 2016, the 2012 Thunder, they were dogs at Thunder. I still can't believe that. And the oh. 2007 Pistons series. Those are the times when he's won as an underdog. That's it. He's won four times in his entire. Now, he, you say like he hasn't been that much. It's true. Like he hasn't been in dog much. But that gives you kind of more reason to think that like when we talk about the history, the Lakers are the same way. I looked at how often the Lakers have been dogs. It hasn't happened very often. Like this is significant in that. Well, yeah, the Lakers have won a lot. They've been the best team most times. It's hard to argue that they are that in the spot. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My most important thing for the series is Anthony Davis versus Nikola Jokic. That's another like like Brandon was did with home court. 
like, wow, what analysis, AD versus Jokic. But it really is that important. If AD is the best player in the series, if you think AD will be the best player in the series, you should bet the Lakers. If you think Jokic will be the best player in the series, you should bet the you should bet him to win conference finals, like AC said. That's a like that is a great cap that you should just bet uh Jokic to 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 win conference finals MVP. The Nuggets can't win this if Jokic is not conference finals MVP. The Lakers can win it if Davis isn't conference finals MVP. If LeBron has a throwback, Brandon gave you all the reasons why that's unlikely. But a lot of this is if Jokic's good offense beats AD's great defense, then that starts to shatter a lot of what the Lakers are, right? And like some of that you have, like we'll have to admit is like, look, Steph Curry couldn't do it. Steph Curry got put on an island versus versus AD and couldn't do it. He was tired. He was worn out. They went seven games. But like, do you think that Nikola Jokic can do something Steph Curry could not? If we present in those terms bet ad like bet on ad bet on the lakers like there are ways to approach the series where you don't have to just agree with what our caps are which we all like the nuggets so i'm curious here ac you you've said a lot of these of these things my question is why are you on the nuggets if you if you feel the way that you do about the lakers yeah so that i i agree with you guys the nuggets are the better team i'm on the nuggets series but Again, I reiterate this point. The longer the series goes, it just means that the Lakers are playing better than we thought or the Nuggets are not playing as well. Because I think from a from a discrepancy team level standpoint, the Nuggets are vast superior. Like they, they are the better team. They're the number one seed. You're not going to get a number minus 145 on a number one seed very often. So this is great value in general. But I think if it goes six, seven, it means a few things. It means that... LeBron potentially is having a throwback series. It means Anthony Davis is potentially neutralizing Nikola Jokic. Uh, Matt mentioned Anthony Davis' defense. I think his offense is just going to be just as important, right? He's going to have to have Jokic play defense and expend some energy on that side of the court. Um, so, I mean, if it goes six and seven, I just I just feel like the level the playing field levels out. And I think that's where I'm going to be a little more confident on the history, on the experience. That's it. But as far as like heading into the series right now denver is better i like denver minus 145 minus 155 now at most shops i think that's still great value for the number one overall seat right and i can't get to you you mentioned kind of like if i should take the, the two and a half i can't see like you asked me if there's I, I there's no scenario i can see where i'm like yeah lebron loses in five games to this denver team six i'm like okay like tough series but the the Lakers were able to get game the, the Nuggets were able to get game six on the road. Like that seems doable to me. Like the Nuggets home court held out. They were great at home. They won one, two, and five. And then they they were able to get past the Lakers in a tough game six. I can't get like the the my, even with all of the 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 Nuggets are better and all these types of things, I can't get to a spot where I'm like the Lakers are only gonna take one game off of Denver, which again, I'll say this. I I've made impassioned arguments here on this pod. This is all of them make me feel queasy. All of them. Every <laughs> scenario here makes me feel queasy about the about this series. Yeah, I, I guess uh, to respond to that, Matt. So the Laker, the, the the Nuggets and six, Nuggets and five. I think in either scenario, you like to kind of predict out how does each game go. And I think if you're doing one of those, you've got to you got to choose kind of the path. I think in either spot, you're going to give Denver game one, game two, game five, all three home games, and they need one road game, right? So yep. really what you're telling me, if you want Nuggets in six, not in five, is I think Denver can win game six 
a road closeout game of LeBron's team. I think they have a better chance to win that version of a game than steal one of the two in Los Angeles after, by the way, they went up 2-0. And we've seen from LeBron, we've seen in spots before where he is the underdog, where he kind of gets that look of like, all right, you got me. That's that's not not the Philadelphia thing. It's not that. (laughs) Right. But LeBron is a basketball genius, and he understands when he got got. And if if yeah. if we're right that Denver is the better team and it's 2-0 and it's 2-0 like in a heavy way, I don't know that like to to me that's why I think we could get a Nuggets in the five situation where it's like okay yeah you got us especially to maybe Davis doesn't get a big injury but he stubs a toe or something and it's just a little bit less effective again maybe the foot thing for LeBron starts to come up again these are existing injury things that can lessen to me that's why I think it could trend that way uh, I want to. Talk the four factors thing a little bit, because, you know, Matt, that's my thing. Yep. This is where I got a little bit of a concern here digging in. Not concern as much as I wanted to just come out. Nuggets, Nuggets minus one and a half, Nuggets minus two and a half, Nuggets everything. Like, Lakers, get them out of here. That's that's what I that's what my heart felt after the Warriors won the series, right? That's how, That's how I felt after that. I know, the Lakers. That was on purpose. I don't think it's that. And the four factors stuff that concern me a little bit are two things. And one I should have mentioned with the home court is the foul situation. Fouls are going to be a thing. We know this because it's a thing with the Lakers. They are number one in free throw rate. They are number one defensively in least free throws allowed. Denver's offense is not quite like Golden State's, but they don't go to the line a lot. That's not how their offense is built. So we're going to get a lot of games where we're like, Oh my gosh, the Lakers have 30 free throws and only 12 for Denver. How did this happen? Well, how it happened is because that's how the Lakers play. It's coming, but it's going to happen even more in Los Angeles with the home court advantage because that's how home I mean, court advantage works. That's like the biggest the part Lakers, of home court. It's how the Lakers play. Like, it's how the Lakers play he's, needs to be heavily. He's doing air quotes for those of you listening yeah, to this. on the podcast. Great stuff. It, it like, is, though, how they play. Like, they're getting into you. They're bodying you. They're making it. They're mucking it all up on yeah. both ends of the court. Physically dominating player that Austin Reeves is. Anyway, go ahead. They're earning the whistle. That That's part of why I think home court matters a lot. If the Lakers can steal one of these first two games yep. and now be like, all right, man, let's just go in front of the home court with all the fans and the whistle. We're going to get a better favorable whistle at home yep. and we can just win those three. We're done. That's where I get a little concerned. The other part is Denver offensively by the four factors thing, Denver doesn't really get to the line a lot. They don't really dominate on rebounding. They actually turn the ball over a lot during the season. They're bottom 10 in turnovers comparatively. They've been number one least turnovers in the postseason. So I don't know about some of those things. Matt, you have a point here? Yeah, I got two. So the turnovers thing I think is interesting because they basically face two teams that don't force a lot. Of, like the Wolves force a ton of turnovers and didn't. Yeah. Um, but you can just say like, well, the Wolves are the Wolves and they just weren't that good. Okay, fair. The Suns don't force any turnovers at all. Like a lot of the series gets into like, dude, what do you believe? I do want to ask you about the rebounding. What what's your what's the angle on rebounding? Because the Nuggets in the regular season were 11th in opponent offensive rebound percentage uh, on NBA.com, and in the playoffs they've been even better. In the playoffs, uh, they are second in uh, opponent offensive rebound percentage. So like the four factors is mostly if you're like going back to to Dean Oliver's you know yeah. famous book Basketball on Paper. It's less about how many you create, and it's like, do you allow the opponent to grab a bunch of offensive boards? And the Nuggets don't. They're a great defensive rebounding team. 
Right. And I, I'm more focusing on the offensive side in this. Like I'm looking at the Denver when Denver has the ball and is trying to score side. Okay. And the, the Lakers rebounding has been very strong too, and especially stronger since they picked up all the guys midseason. So I mean, they're, they're ninth in the in the playoffs in opponent offensive rebound percentage. Yeah. I mean, so, ninth, ninth is average in the playoffs. There's 16 yeah. teams. 11th for you, you quoted for Denver. 11th to me is effectively average in the regular season. Like that's not a good stat. That's not bad, but it's just kind of like, yeah, you're you're in the middle of the group. Well, 11th yeah. out of 30 has got to be better than ninth out of 16, right? Well, sure, by a little bit, but like not necessarily by a meaningful amount. Okay. That, either way, I think the rebounding and turnovers are, are battles to be watched. The the key part here is the two things that stood out is number one, Denver's offense isn't great because of any of those other things. The turnovers, the rebounds, the free throws are not great from all that. They're great because Nikola Jokic plays God mode and turns every shot they take into 63% true shooting. That's it. They're great for that reason. Their EFG is through the roof on every shot that they take. Threes, twos, all of it. It's all Jokic. The one thing that I don't really understand still about the Lakers, and I keep on winning, and I've talked to you about it in the group chat, Matt. I'm like, uh, is it the bubble Lakers again? Their defense just crushes teams' EFGs. They just don't let them get their efficient shots off. And that the numbers are so strong in the Lakers' defensive favor that it makes me be like, mm, probably an outlier. Maybe teams are just missing shots. Oh, the Warriors missed all the shots on the road. It happens. I, I, I see that. That's what my brain sees. But when it happens and happens and happens, game after game, series after series, for the whole end of the season, and this version of the Lakers we saw before, as an analyst, I have to take that seriously and be like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but something may be happening here. So I did look at this. The two things, free throws and EFG. Denver this season, when they played the Lakers, the Sixers, and the Mavs, who are the top three free throw teams in the regular season, they actually were really good at not following those teams. They were really good at limiting their fouls and not letting that be a storyline. Their free throw rate went down and all of those. So that made me encouraged. However, when they played teams that had great defensive EFG, Memphis, Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland, right? We all agree those are great defenses. When they played those teams, occasionally they just cruised and they they played, they, they scored what they wanted. But many of those games, their, their EFG dropped to like 50% or below. So there's a little part of me that worries, are we positive that this Jokic thing and the Jokic offense is ready for the best of the best defenses in the playoffs. I'm not positive I'm there yet. And I think that could be, a, if it's Lakers a week from now, and we're looking that way, I think that would be the story is, ah, it's just not as easy. The Lakers are mucking it up and they're, they're forcing everything to be like a second too slow. To me, that's the concern and why the Lakers would have a chance in the series. Yeah. I mean, look, if AG's missing a bunch of threes, if KCP can't hit, if Jamal Murray can't hit shots off of clean looks in the drop coverage, if he just doesn't hit shots, like, yeah, if the Nuggets miss shots, they're, they're going to lose. They're a, they're a team that makes shots. That's what they do. Cause they create great offense. And the counter I think here would, would especially be, I look, the Lakers deserve credit for having the resiliency to make the playoffs. I do not trust the post all-star numbers for the Lakers. I know what their strength of schedule was and it was messy. Like, this is a big question here is like, again, I'm not 100% convinced on this. This is going to make it sound like I'm more convinced that the Lakers aren't as good. I'm very nervous about the series for the, from the, for the Nuggets perspective. But what I do want to say is like, 
the Warriors all season, this is what they said to us. Yeah, we're not very good offensively. We're middling. We're middle of the pack. We're not very, we're especially not a good, great half court team. The Grizzlies all year. What have we said all year? All year, AC, what do we talk about with Grizzlies? Half court offense sucks. Can't score. Like the truth is your point is real, Brandon, but it's it's accurate on both sides. The Nuggets have not faced a defense like this. The Lakers have seen nothing offensively like Denver, which is if AD is like, I'm going to patrol the paint, you're not going to get any points in the paint. Joker's just going to splash short range jumpers on you, pick and roll every time. The floater every time. Like he'll score 40 on you. That's what he'll do. He'll just do that. He showed that. You come up, you're like, ah, I can, I'm going to shut him down. Guess what? The back line's open. Now you got cutters and you got movement and you got threes and you got guys that can hit contested threes. You got, you have KCP, MPJ, Bruce Brown on the floor at almost all times. Two of those guys on the floor at almost all times. And those are all quality shooters. If they miss shots, then you're right. I just don't know how to cap that. Right. I just don't know how to cap it from a, from this perspective. This is what makes it it, it difficult because you are right. It's just like, I can explain how the, the Lakers playoff success relative. They're very good. Like they're awesome. They're elite. They're an elite defense. They play the Grizzlies. They can't score in the half court. We've done that all year. We've done that for two years. That's why we faded them constantly. They play the Warriors. We bet the Warriors because we were like, well, you know, game seven, they've never lost a Western conference playoff series. And like, they'll make all the threes. And then clay Thompson turned into dirt, dirt. And then Steph Curry turned into dirt in game six. If Steph Curry and Clay Thompson don't make threes, yeah, the Warriors are going to lose against most teams. Like, that's going to happen. Hey, this is Action Network Audio Director Matt Mitchell inviting you to head into the sports betting summer with new gear that's built to last. And our folks at Shady Rays, friends of the podcast, they have you covered from the sun to the slopes to out at sea with their premium polarized shades. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company offering world-class products just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. And like our betting podcasts, their sunglasses offer the clearest possible optics. Shady Rays also offers the most bananas protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So what does that mean? Here's what they told me. It means if you lose or break your pair, even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Basically the opposite of betting on the Oakland A's. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase that's shopify.com slash special offer let's do prop angles quickly here uh ac i just want to ask you from the less from a, a betting perspective are there players that you think are really going to be pivotal and will have good opportunities in the series from a, from a props perspective 
Yeah, we talked about uh, a little bit about this offline in our group text, but I think the swing player for the series, just like Wiggins was in the finals, um, it's going to be Aaron Gordon. The reason being is he's going to be uh, called to play elite defense, a little bit on Anthony Davis, a little bit on LeBron James. I'm sure he's going to be switching on guys like Rui, um, even D'Angelo Russell in the pick and roll, play, uh, guys like that. So he's going to have to be a top-tier defender, which he – he played really formidable, you know, against Devin Booker and Kevin Kevin Durant in the previous series. But then he's also going to have to hit timely shots. You guys talk about the Lakers defense and LeBron and and Darvin Ham is they're going to scheme their defense to to make these type of players beat you. They know Jokic is going to go for his 40, 10, and 10. They know Jamal Murray is going to get his 20 to 25. But they're, they're going to force the Aaron Gordon's of the war world or Harrison Barnes back in 2016 of the world to hit open threes to really beat them. So if Gordon is shooting well, I think uh, I think Nuggets are going to win very quickly, to be honest. If he's struggling offensively, um, I think this series is going to get dragged out. So my swing player is Aaron Gordon. Uh, LeBron has picked up a nasty habit as good as the Lakers defense is. He's doing the 2018 Cavs thing with when he's parked in the corner, he's coming way up and picking rolls to help. He's going to not do that. If he does that versus the Nuggets, they will annihilate them because AG is cutting back door every single time and Joker's yeah. throwing easy cuts underneath for reverse dunks, like every single time. Now, if he kind of plays middle, right, that, that dare AG to hit threes, it's probably a good approach. AG hit threes in game one versus Phoenix, didn't really hit them for the rest of the series. Like if AG hits, th- again, that that's like a pressure point that they will definitely try and exert. I will say one of the good things about Denver is that unlike some of the Houston teams where it's like, well, we're going to have these open threes and we hit them or we don't, the Nuggets are not built that way where they're like, we will keep running options until we get something high, like high rhythm, high percentage. And, and the conting- have to work. yeah, the contingency on that is no team has ever had a Nikola Jokic. I don't think people realize how good this guy is. He could play any style offensively. You could grind it out or you could play in a fast paced open three-point shooting type of style, and he can excel in all all phases. So this is a – you guys mentioned it. The Lakers had had great defense in the playoffs. This is 20 steps up in terms of their offensive competition in the Nuggets. Yeah, but that said, AC, I mean, you know, he didn't lead the league in scoring, so was he really that good at all? Brandon, <laughs> uh, your props angles for the series. I, I want to ask you a question, Matt, before I do a prop angle here. There's a lot of talk about the Jokic will get in foul trouble against Anthony Davis. Yep. So I, I want to know what you think about this, because in the bubble, when they played, he got in foul trouble basically on, every game. On bullshit calls, by the way. Well, yeah, well welcome to the Lakers. Yep. So let's not just throw that out. No, I'm not. But yeah. in, in those games, Jokic had four fouls twice, five fouls every other game. This playoffs, he has four or less fouls all but one game. Do you think... Like, look, 2020 is a long time ago in Nikola Jokic's career. He's won two, should have been three MVPs since then. Do you think Jokic foul trouble is a storyline that we're going to get? Absolutely, 100%, because he's playing the Lakers. Like, look, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to have this conversation. Like, I don't. I, I, I really wish we could avoid this. There's only one team that I really think that this is a thing with, and it's this franchise. It's this franchise which has always generated an insane amount. The free throw differentials in the playoffs alone are mind boggling. And the, the hoops that people jump through to try and justify it are a joke. Like they get a good whistle. That's a reality. 
if the Nuggets are going to win the series, they're going to have to overcome it. There will be at least two games in the series where Nikola Jokic is in foul trouble. And if it's three, they probably lose. That's how, mm-hmm. how narrow this is. So I asked that because I think to, to three prop angles I'll mention quickly. Two of them are Nikola Jokic's overs. And they that makes me a little queasy to bet a Jokic over if there's a chance where, oops, five minutes in, foul number two. Is he coming out? Is he going to play the rest of the first half? Yada, yada. Like, I'll be careful there. So I like the idea of Jokic getting a lot of assists. That to me is a Denver wins the series prop. If Denver is playing well, I think it's because Jokic is kind of pulling Anthony Davis away from the basket, getting him out toward the perimeter, and then picking things apart underneath, where the Lakers' two-point defense wasn't as strong as it could be. And that's what I thought. I kept thinking that's what the Warriors would do, and they did. They did it really well in their wins. And when the Lakers beat the Warriors is because they didn't get Davis away from the hoop. Jokic is a different animal, and I think he can do that. I think correlating a Jokic assist with a Denver win is a good way to go. Similarly, I like Jokic threes. I think especially early in the series, and we'll talk about this in the game one pod, I like him to fire away in an effort to bring Davis away from the basket, make him come out and guard me. And then back to my other best bet from the series, I think, I don't know if it's really an X factor, but to me it's Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray has to score in the series. And if Jamal Murray is scoring in the series, he's going to get his chances, then Denver is winning. So my favorite bet actually still has been Murray, 25 points a game, Denver to win the series. I think those are highly correlated. It's plus 210. I only have to hit the Murray points per game 55% of the time for that to be a better value than just playing the Denver series. His line, you can just bet an over-under on his line. is 25.2. So they're telling you that's basically where we expect him to be. His average is 25.9. He's going to get the shots. He's going to get those DHOs. They're going to be focused on uh, Jokic and Murray's going to get his shots up. The Lakers allow a lot of three-point attempts, and I think he's going to get those jumpers. I think Murray has to score. I think he has like a 40-plus game at some point this series. I like Murray a lot. I don't know if I'm going to be able to play game to game because we don't know when the shots fall, but I think big picture, Jamal Murray and Denver winning the series go very well together. Before we get out of here, AC, what's your confidence level in the Denver pick? What's like a percentage, like how confident do you feel in, a, in Denver winning the series? Percentage-wise, uh, that's that's tough to quantify. I, I I think Denver hits all the checkpoints. They have the best player in the series. They have the better team. To me, they have the better coach, and they have home court. So I, I know uh, you guys talk about your four factors, but um, the, the Denver is, is, in my opinion, superior in almost every way. So I, I wouldn't say this is a 10 out of 10, but I'm confident in all my reads. I like Denver a lot. Brandon, what's your confidence level? I'm going to give you a 6.4 out of 10 because I have the Nuggets at 64% to win the series. So that's why I like them on the series. They're 59% implied. Normally, my numbers have a much bigger gap. I I texted you the Nuggets in four, Nuggets in five, and six and seven. Like I, I do all my numbers alone, and then I check the books. My numbers are real close to the books on this, and that is not normally the case. Normally, I have some wonky thing I did, and I have, to, to my credit or discredit, some totally different result. Uh, I'm not betting fully on this series because my numbers are pretty close to the books. I see a slight edge to Denver. Uh, plus 154 from Nuggets minus one and a half, which in my opinion is a the Nuggets are better, right? Instead of a coin flip. Uh, the implied on that is just, is just 40%. And so like, I will say 58% I've got the Nuggets. <laughs> it's like, 
that's my, my but it, but implied your confidence in Denver has to be the highest of the three of us to take that bet. Would you say that that's true? No, because I think it's more about how I think about the series. Okay, that's fair. So, like I said, I'm not. I, what I hate about this is when I sat down and thought about it. As soon as the Lakers won Game Six, is I was just like, I'm. I was like, I wanted to bet the Lakers because of the narrative. Also, they see talked about. I want like the Lakers win the series. That's what they do. They win the series historically. The Nuggets do not win the series. From a basketball standpoint, the Nuggets are better. They should win the series. So we'll see what happens. That's going to wrap it up for your Western Conference playoff preview. We'll have game one best bets in the feed for you as well. Uh, we also have the Eastern Conference finals preview tomorrow. So make sure to check that out as well as game one best bets. Uh, we'll have WNBA episodes throughout the week as WNBA starts to get going. Appreciate you guys joining us. You can follow AC on Twitter at Analytics Capper. Brandon's at Wheaton Brando. I'm at HP Basketball. Thanks to David Payne. We'll see you guys again next time. Till then, get buckets. Enjoy the Western Conference Finals. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.